happening, fellow Zeros? Thank you for tuning in to Zeros Talking Heroes, the podcast that knows it's technically not a predator. My name is Joe, and I was only able to wrangle up one member of Project Stargazer to talk to you about the movie The Predator. His name is Corey. The podcast where the brushstrokes are really dynamic and beautiful. Sequel did put in a bet uh, of the podcast that said, Sheesh, you're pushy. And I have an honorable mention of the podcast that's just checking. I'm in for 20. So yeah, this this episode is about the movie The Predator just came out. But before we do that, we've watched some things in the time that we've been away. Hey, Corey, what did you watch? Okay, let's, uh, let's go. I'm going to keep my list short because I don't remember all of the things. But some of the things I watched, uh, Forrest Gump was on. Okay. And I never turn that movie off. It's, it's just, it stays on. It's one of those movies, man. Uh, I watched a bunch of Friends today, this morning, and I still hate that show. That show is still not very good. I'm sorry. It's, it is what it is. There's a new game show out called Let's Make a Deal with Wayne Brady. Have that's, you seen that? Please please tell me that's a, this is a bit. No. That's not new at all. Is it really? It's been on for a long time, dude. Oh my god, I just started watching it because it like comes on like midday on like NBC or some it's, shit. It, it's it's uh, CBS and it's 10 in the morning. Yeah, CBS 10. Incredibly enjoyable and incredibly dumb. I don't know how I managed to get through this much of it without being like, how is this happening? See, I'm a Price is Right guy. It is very Price like, is Righty. Like, Let's Make a Deal is inferior to Price. It comes on before Price is Right. Yeah. On the rare occasion, I'm home on a weekday. Yeah. Which doesn't happen often because work is a thing. Yep, of course, of course. I prefer that to Let's Make a Deal, but I do like Let's Make a Deal. It's not the worst. A couple other things. Oh, I watched Almost Famous again. Oh. I watched that, um, what night was that? Saturday night, last Saturday night. Wow. In a hotel room by myself, turned that on, and I just enjoyed the fuck out of that movie. I've always liked that movie. I haven't seen it in a long time. I've only seen it the one time. It's good. It's got a couple moments in it that, like, it just hit those right beats, those right, like, uh, emotional drama beats that I really appreciate in, in, like, a good movie. It's wrapped around music, which is great. Philip Seymour Hoffman gives one of... I, I think one of his best performances in it, for like a relatively minor role that he has. I forgot he was in that movie. Yeah, I mean his his like little monologue to the protagonist towards the end of the movie, still one of I think one of the best lines in movie history. Let alone his best lines is just what is it? Um, the only currency we have in this bankrupt world is what we say to people when we're uncool, or whatever it is. Love that part. I haven't seen that movie in so long. I just realized I haven't seen the movie since I was in like 11th grade in high school. That's when it came out. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's an old movie. <laughs> I don't think people realize how old it is. I was like Kate 14 Hudson years looks, ago. <laughs> Kate Hudson looks young in it. Like it's... I don't think she's ever looked... Like she's always looked like an adult to me. Mm-hmm. But in that she's like... She looks young. So that's pretty much it. I'm sure there are other things but nothing of note. I watched a couple of things. I'm going to also keep it brief just because, you know, it's been time and... So I watched Coraline for the first time. Nice. I've never seen it. That's a weird movie, dude. It, yes, it is. That's supposed to be for kids. It's so is the. It's so, so confusing. Is, so is the Nightmare Before Christmas. It's 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 I for guess. kids. Like it's one of those things where it's like dark and weird. Yeah, it is very dark. It is very weird. It's very Tim Burton inspired, although it's not Tim Burton. Yeah, that's it. I will never not think of Tim Burton movie when I when I watch. Or even see Coraline like come up on a screen. Like it's got that vibe to it. it does 
It's a ve- it's like a CGI version of A Nightmare Before Christmas. Like as far as like the way that like it's drawn and animated, it feels like A Nightmare Before Christmas. Is it CGI? Me. I thought it was stop motion. It might be stop motion, but if it is, it's a much better version of stop motion than what we get with the nightmare. So well, it did come out later, I think. <laughs> a little bit, a few years. Yeah, so they they perfected the technology. I finished watching Jessica Jones season two, and did not love it. Okay, did not love it. I think most of the characters in that show are garbage people, and I don't know who I'm supposed to root for. You're, I like it, Malcolm, and spoilers: there's one episode where David Tennant comes back. That's my favorite episode. Yeah, because he was he's, the he's the best thing about that show. He really, really is, and that episode especially was awesome. Jessica Jones season two does not do a good job at making a story. No. And following it. Like, there were too many... Like, I, I don't know if it was... It should have been, like, three episodes shorter with what they were trying to do. Yeah, I, and I don't know if they were trying to, like, give it a deeper, noir, like, twist-and-turn crime thriller, but they did a bad job at it. The antagonist is a protagonist and is related to the protagonist, who I think is an antagonist. It, it's, a, it's a mess. It's a jumbled mess. Jessica is a fun character to follow. I don't like her. I, I, you don't... I don't even like following her. You're not supposed to like her. I, I, it's fine. Good, because I don't. Yeah, I, I'm perfectly content with her. I I get it. I get her. I'm cool with following her. I, I know I'm not going to like a lot of her choices, and that's okay with me. But the choices she makes in, in season two are fucking ridiculous in a lot of, in a lot of the cases. It's a weird, yeah. weird season. It is very weird. I'm not really looking forward to season three of that show. I hate the fact that all of these Netflix Marvel shows are kind of taking a turn for the not as good. Because they started off so strong. See, I've heard Luke Cage season two and Iron Fist season two are better than season one's. I mean, I thought Luke Cage season one was fantastic. And the first half of season one is great. That's fair. The second half of season one is pretty terrible. And Iron Fist, it's not going to be very hard to get better than season season one. That that season one was awful. It wasn't great. I didn't watch it at all because... I didn't watch season two because I was like, I can't imagine they're going to do this any better. Like, this is bad. I really like Iron Fist, like, in the comics. So I'm holding out hope. And I also watched Black Panther again. Nice. That movie is really good. I probably should have given it six stones. So as of right now, I'm just going to say I give it six. It's really good. Even the things I had a problem with watching it in theaters. MCU movies, for me, whatever reason, second viewing, when I'm viewing them at home, they're better. I like him better the second time. It's fair. fair. That movie is really, really it's good. It's really good. Yeah. It's very well done. And that is what we've been watching that isn't The Predator, which came out in 2018. It's rated R, and it has a runtime of 1 hour and 47 minutes. It's directed by Shane Black. Hasn't directed a whole bunch of movies. But they include Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Iron Man 3, and The Nice Guys. I've seen two out of three of those. Yeah, same. The Predator stars Boyd Holbrook, Trevante Rhodes, Jacob Tremblay, Olivia Munn, Sterling K. Brown, Keegan-Michael Key, Thomas Jane, Alfie Allen, Augusto Aguilera, Aguilera, I don't know how to pronounce your name, I'm sorry. Oh, is that ends with an A? I think it's spelled like Christina Aguilera's last name. That's probably that way. Aguilera. And Yvonne Strahowski, looks like. The budget for The Predator was $88 million, and we're doing this episode a little late than normal, so the gross is going to be higher than it was opening weekend. So far, it has grossed $102 million. 
with 43 million of that coming domestically. Rotten Tomatoes has the movie at 34%. Holy shit! <laughs> Is that higher or lower than you're expecting? So much lower. The audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, 45%. Not much better. IMDb, 6.0 out of 10. Metacritic with a 49 and a user score of 4.6. As the lowest user score on Metacritic I've seen in a while. That's, that's bad. That's real, real bad. Usually they're real generous with movies. Wow, is it? I wonder, did it go up any, maybe? Well, I just, I just did this today. Oh my god. So, it might have been higher before. And those are the movie facts for The Predator. Where we give you our general spoiler-free thoughts of them, and then get into the whole shebang that is The Predator. Hey, Corey, first impressions. I think everybody in this room, and most people listening, know full well... How much I fucking love Predators. I love them. I think they're the coolest movie monster. I will never not see a Predator. I will never not watch a Predator movie. If you're just hanging out and you're like, hey, let's watch Predator whatever, I'm going to fucking sit down and watch it. I love them. It's like you have one of them inked on your body. It's like I've got one of them permanently tattooed to my body. Yes, yes it is. Stay tuned on Twitter or Instagram. (laughs) That being said, this movie cannot get out of its own way. If they decided to make an action movie and left it at that, this movie probably would have been really good. But instead, they tried to make a plot-driven movie, and they 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 missed at every possible turn. It's Predator movies are supposed to be turn your brain off, Watch people shoot guns at Invisible Monster. Watch Invisible Monster kill them until the end. That's what these movies are supposed to be. And they managed to fuck that up. But again, I'll leave it there. Understood. Yeah, this movie's not very good. This movie got overly ambitious, I think. It tried to do too many things. And it does just about everything in it poorly. Doesn't do very many of them right. No. Like, it's... It's fun... If you just click your brain off. Yeah. Like, I've seen movies that try to do this and are much, much worse, a la The Meg. Mm. Like, I don't I don't hate this movie like I hate that movie, but... Respectable. Yeah, there's a lot of misses. A lot of misses on the swings here. We'll get into the more th- of the specifics in a moment after I tell you that from here on out we're going to be spoiling The Predator if you haven't seen it yet. And, you know, there's a decent chance you already have seen it, but if you haven't and you're interested... Go see it before you let us spoil everything for you. Otherwise, we're going to spoil The Predator starting right now. I like the fact that they jumped right in. I will give them that. What do you mean by jumped right in? There's no beating around the bush when it comes to Alien Monster. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alien Monster. Definitely. See, the thing that I thought... I'm just going to go back a few seconds. Sure. When the movie opens, Star Wars... It's fucking Star Wars. We've got yeah. the ship flying in. <laughs> yeah, it is. I was like, what am I watching? You're watching one Predator ship shoot at another Predator ship. It's like a, they, they shoehorned a space battle to start off a Predator movie, which is incredible. It really is. But not in a good way. And, the, and I think that it's... Shane Black did something really brilliant in that moment and executed it poorly. Right? 
So this the whole premise at the end of the day, I think the premise of this movie was to give us more of what we want, which is more background on Predator. Give us more Predator technology, give us more what they're thinking, what they are, what they do, how their society works. All of those things that have always been very elusive in Predator movies, he wanted to give us more of that, and I appreciated it. That, that's a great idea in theory. It is. At least in this execution, not done very well. But again, right out the gate, they do. He, he starts feeding in these little things. How the fuck are these aliens getting here? Okay, there's a magic space-time continuum bullet that they shoot out of their planes. It opens up like a little black hole portal through space. You would drive through it, and boom, there they are at, at Earth. Cool. I'm even cool with that. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's fine. But again, why are you giving me this weird space battle? Theoretically speaking, wouldn't he have known... Wouldn't the, the second ship have known where it was going and just shot in right behind it and been like, here I am right behind you. You're still not landing on Earth, bitch. Movie over? Like, wouldn't... Like, that's how time... That's how space and time travel work. Like, you can show up right when the other guy shows up if you know where he's going. I guess. I would assume, anyways. I try not to think too much about that part. Yeah, that's fair. So then, fast forward about 35 seconds, crash land in um, the Mexican jungle? Sure, yeah, somewhere. That's what they were suggesting He's it is. somewhere. He's an army sniper. He's an army sniper somewhere. Um, or marine sniper. I don't really know. Yeah. And then a small, or relatively small, predator battle ensues. He actually comes out on top of it, which is pretty crazy considering. And also a little weird. Can Knowing what that particular predator's motivation is an hour into the movie completely subverts the whole first 20 minutes of this movie. Subverts a lot of the movie. Yeah, right? Like, so this Predator lands, turns invisible, starts murking people, and starts doing Predator things like hunting people and ripping spines out and shit. But spoiler alert, I know we're in spoilers, the whole fucking reason this Predator showed up is to try to make us, to let us know, to, to help us not be hunted by fucking Predators anymore. Why are you landing and then killing a bunch of us? Maybe at first he thought he'd be happier with, we'd be happier without spines. Then he realized that wasn't the case. He forgot that we needed the spines to take the information. Got it. And then, ultimately, it leads us to what I think is the biggest piece of shit, worst addition to this movie, and that is Project Stargazer. And the fucking boss of Project Stargazer. And his... Fucking weird obsession with eating Mentos or whatever the fuck he's popping into his mouth every yeah, I really, five seconds. Yeah, I don't really don't like Trigger in this movie. And oh. Having just watched Black Panther, that also has Sterling K. Brown in it, he's much better in that movie. Yeah, I don't like his character in this movie at all. And I, I don't, and I don't think it's him. I don't necessarily. I mean, I think some of his acting choices probably weren't great, but I don't necessarily think it's him. I think he was that character. Is written like horseshit. Yeah, no, it's terrible. It's it. All his dialogue is just garbage. Yeah, except for the one line that they put in the previews. Please don't tell me Predator sounds cooler. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Oh, I hated that. I'm, fucking, I'm fine with that line. I am perfectly fine with that line. I have a bigger issue with his constant back and forth bullshit that he's going like. 
What is he trying to do? Does he want to bring Olivia Munn in to help him? Or does he want to kill Olivia Munn? I don't think he knows. I don't think so either. Because he's constantly flip-flopping. Um, an insane amount of flip-flopping in such weird extremes that it makes his entire character unfollowable. It is completely impossible to follow that character. Yeah, It's just, he's not written well. He's dumb dialogue. He just, he flips, he like compromises everything at the drop of a hat. Yeah. Like he uh, just teams up with them later and just, ah, uh, uh, no. He's really he, annoying too. He is really, really annoying. Just, I don't like that character I at don't, all. I don't, don't, don't like that character. Like, again, and that's the problem. So that's the plot. At the end of the day, what, what's his name, Traeger? Yeah. Traeger and Stargazer are, are the Mack truck barreling through fucking barricades that is plot in this movie. And if you just took it away, it would be better. But then we don't really have, like, an antagonist, I guess. I, unless it's the big predator. I guess. I guess that's the antagonist, which is simpler, that's for sure. It goes back, it, well, it becomes a regular predator movie, right? Yeah. At least to some extent, it becomes a more regular Predator movie, where, and again, you could even keep a lot of what happens in this movie, right? You could have, what, what um, what's his name? Boyd, whatever, Holbrook, Holbrook. who plays Soldier X, I don't even know what his name his is. His last name is McKenna. McKenna, thank you. Uh, his that's son fine. is Rory, I don't remember what his name yeah. actually is. McKenna. I it's like... Well, I'm, I'm going with McKenna. I was going to look it up. I mean, his last name is definitely McKenna. Yeah. Can confirm. So you can have the same thing happen. Predator lands with technology to help. Decides to do a little hunting ahead of time. McKenna fights him. Comes out on top. Takes some technology. Sends it away. Predator now has to find technology. And is hunting along the way. And right as he gets it back and tries to start to explain what's going on. He just murders everyone. Big Or bigger Predator comes in. And you still have... You can continue the, the the plot. Stargazer does not need to be in this movie at all. It's a waste of time. Yeah, probably. You are probably right. It, it's just so incredibly problematic. It causes problems with, the, with Predator 1, who should have been an ally from the get-go. Yeah. If Predator 1 is there to be an ally, yet kills so many people. Well, I thought he wasn't an ally until he found out that humans were, like, worthy because Arnold also fought him on equal footing. I don't know. I don't know how the Predator lore works. I've literally only seen the first Predator and this one. Wow. Okay. That's so. Fair. Well, I mean, <laughs> either way, that Predator's job, or, or mission, I should say, his entire mission, was to get that escape pod with that suit we see at the end to us. Earth. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, if that's his plan... His plan is to make sure people continue and fight back against predators. Why is he killing every human he comes in contact with between the start of the movie and when he's fucking dead? Because writing is poor. Writing or hard, is poor. You know. Yeah. Both, really. Because what... Let's say a perfect... Let's say this predator's plan had gone perfectly. Right? And he gets away. And big berserker predator guy doesn't show. Comes and he lands. He has that pod... Does he still go hunting for, like, a month? And then eventually he shows up to Stargazer and is like, Oh, God, by the way, this is for you. Have a good afternoon. And then gets in his strip and leaves. I've got a quota of humans to fill. Yeah. 
before I can be helpful. Yeah, like, I don't understand. That's weird. It is. It's a very, very weird choice. It, it, it muddies the plot. He's supposed to help, but he... But he doesn't. He, he kills everybody. To. He kills yeah. everybody in his path. Until he comes up... Until he finally finds McKenna. Like, and I almost understand... I almost understand the murder spree he does at Stargazer. I can almost understand... I can almost understand that one. They captured him. They were doing experiments on him. He needs to escape. He sees a bunch of his predator science and predator tech there and understands what's going on and gets pissy and yeah, he feels threatened. Yeah, that I that I get. But everything leading up to that is stupid and silly. And then afterwards, the minute you think that the story is going to turn around and become a little more clear, Predator Two shows up and really fucks the story up in, in an irrevocable way. Right? Like, that that becomes... You killed the Predator! There's a Predator in this movie, and you killed him! Early! But then you replace him with a bigger Predator. That doesn't have... Whose motives are even less clear than the original Predator? I mean, I would argue it's more clear, because they're just hunters. They hunt for sport, the most dangerous game, although I guess to them we're probably not the most dangerous game. I guess the most dangerous game to them would be other Predators. (laughs) At this point... And that's the thing. He's not even a regular predator. He's a hybrid of a bunch of other creatures that they found. Ugh. They mentioned that. So you want to find out if this predator fucked a human? Yeah, kind of, yeah. I, that's the worst line in the movie, I think. Mm. You know what? No, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's definitely top two. It's terrible. Damn you, Project Stargazer. <laughs> Project Stargazer is... Uh, I'm not even going to try to bury the lead here. That's my least favorite part of this movie. It's not even a scene, it's just a thing the that doesn't thing. need to be there. But again, it's it goes back to the, the pathway to hell is paved with good intentions. Project Stargazer gives us so much information in expo dump after expo dump about what what we've learned about Predators over the last 30 years. Which is cool, except now you're just spoon-feeding it to us, so we don't get to discover anything. And it muddies the plot because you can't write the leader of fucking Project Stargazer to be a decent goddamn character. If his whole thing was... If he was constantly showing up to avoid... To, like, stop McKenna from killing it because he finally gets a live specimen to, like... He's he's finally able to track a live specimen to, like, study. That would have been a better plot use of, of Project Stargazer and plot progression for me. Doesn't he kind of do that? What do you mean? Well, he happens to purpose to show up and. Well, he happened to find one this time, right? So the one that McKenna takes on, the original one that lands yeah. was injured. McKenna takes him down, thinks he's dead, isn't dead, and that's the one they yeah, end up bringing Trigger back. Takes, he, yeah, he takes it. Like both McKenna and the Predator. Yes, but that was essentially an accident. That they just, he just happened to find a live one. But once that Predator gets out, at no point again is he trying to recapture. He's ultimately just trying to get in the way of McKenna and his team from succeeding in whatever it is that they're doing. I thought he, he was wants, trying to get the Predator back. No, I think he's... Because he wants the Predator to lead him to the ship, because that's his whole that's his whole thing, right? He yeah, he ship. needs the ship. So he's trying to follow the Predator to the ship, but the Predator doesn't technically know where the ship is, because the ship got moved by... Da-da-da-da! 12-year-old boy! McKenna Jr. Rory McKenna... One of 15 really one-note characters in this movie. Yep. 
hey, this kid has autism, and that's the only thing you need to know about him, and also he stops having autism, like, halfway through the movie. Yes. Or, or if he does still have autism, it's really not the same autism that he had at the beginning of the movie. No, because the fire alarm makes that kid freak out, and then there's, like, explosions and a whole bunch of shit, and he's, like, fine. He's like, my dad's gonna get you! Yeah. Does a lot of that, does a lot of the, my dad's gonna, gonna beat you up. Uh, oh. Also, that kid, Jacob Tremblay, he's the kid who played the the main guy, Augie, in Wonder. Yeah, I, he looked familiar. I thought that was him. Kind of a step down, role-wise, for him. Oh, definitely. It's not his fault. He's I've heard Wonder is a good movie. I haven't seen it yet, but this one, not great. The I, I do like him going out for Halloween with the mask on. It's, it's kind of funny, but at the it's same funny, time, it, it's, it's weird. It's funny until a 12-year-old boy is responsible for a house full of humans dying. Yeah, it's weird that they had the Predator weapons be, like, self-activated. Because it kind of makes the Predator less of a badass. Yes. Again, Predator lore involved here. You have to earn those weapons. So in Alien vs. Predator, the, the original Alien vs. Predator, like, mm-hmm. the whole rite of passage is you have to fight through the ma- the underground so Arctic like maze a of xenomorphs. Gauntlet or something? Or it, trials? Yeah, it's trials. So you walk in and you activate the, uh, ac- you activated this pyramid and you had to fight to the center, killing off xenomorph aliens until you get to the center where your shoulder cannons are there. And then once the shoulder cannons are there. But again, I've never seen shoulder cannons that are just defensively activated. It just seems silly. Like, if you have defensively activated guns, then you're never you're never going to worry about anything. Yeah. <laughs> Siri, arm the defense cannons. Yeah, right? Like, hey, Alexa, shoot that guy for me. Shooting guy for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! <laughs> so, it's, it's, this movie's a mess. Yeah, it's not... What did you think of the, um... What did you think of the team? The team of crazies? I was entertained by them, but like I said, everyone in this movie is one note, and they're nothing beyond what they're given to us. Yeah. Like, Thomas Jane is just Tourette's guy. Tourette's guy that, again, isn't actually Tourette's guy, he's PTSD guy that happens to have PTSD yeah. shown via Tourette's. So this, yeah, this PTSD guy, there's... Traumatic brain injury guy. There's suicide guy. Yeah. There's Alfie Allen guy because for some reason he's in this movie. He is. He has his character is the most useless character in the entire movie. He doesn't do anything. Anything. The one the scene the one scene that's like I guess kind of funny is when they're in the hotel room when Olivia Munn's about to wake up and they're all trying to make her feel comfortable. He's oh. not even in the hotel room. He's outside just walking. Why? Wait, 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 wait. Which one is this? Al- What's the his name? Al- the Al- Irish one. The Irish guy. Oh yeah. Okay. This, this, I guess, the sniper, or that he has a sniper. Yeah, yeah. The other, point. the other sniper. He doesn't do anything. Why did you even make this character a thing? There's Gaylord over there. That's not. That's not a me calling yeah. him a Gaylord. That is. That is his name. Nebraska. What's your real name, Gaylord? Good call. Yeah, good call, Nebraska. He's suicide guy. He sure is. Went to Afghanistan for the war. Stayed for the opium. Shot a CO, but his CO was himself. Was what we find out. Again, really 
Such a twist. Really lazy character development. Oh, yeah. It And, like, you don't need it. No. You don't need it in a Predator movie. So if you're gonna put it in, you better fucking do it right. Yeah, like, they, they, it was like, a, almost not an afterthought, but it was just so mediocrely done. Either do it well or don't do it, and people will be happy. They tried to do it, but they did it so bad. They're so, so bad. Again, it's like I hate to keep harping back to to my to my boy the to my boy the Governor, but in the original Predator movie, you get brief half glimpses of the rest of his team, and their character is uh, is just that deep. And you're able to discern like what they do just based on what they're doing and what they're saying in the movie. Yeah, like we don't have like the exposition dump like we're in, when they're in the bus. And the brass is explaining everyone's thing. Yeah. Which, to me, I'm not really sh- still sure about Keegan-Michael Key's thing or Alfie Allen's thing. So they were in the same squad. No. No, not Alfie. You're right. Yeah, right. That, that's, uh, Tom, that's Thomas that's James. Thomas Jane. Thomas James. Baxley and whatever the hell Keegan-Michael Key's name is. Yeah. His name is Baxley because, like, one of the stunt coordinators on the original Predator. Wasn't his last name was Baxley. Yep. Ugh. It's it's such a mess. It's such a mess, yeah. and I hate I hate how much of a mess it was. But again, it's it's like living in the brain of a crazy person, where it's a mess for so much of it, and then there's like these brief moments of clarity when everything there's lines brief, up. Lucid moment. There's these brief lucid moments, and everything's beautiful and perfect and great. And you know what those moments are? The fucking action sequences with a fucking predator in them. Anytime a predator is... Like what we signed up to see when we went to see this movie. Exactly. Like, every time he's fight, the predator is fighting somebody, or people are shooting at a predator, it's fucking awesome. I am in. I'm back. Let's go. Give me more of it. Okay, we're looking at the autistic kid in a, in a camper with the guy from Stargazer. That's, that's what I wanted. That's, I needed more of that in my life. Are you drawing a map? That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> fucking lazy and how lazy and tropey is that? Is that one? Oh, I'm gonna get trigger. The guy, the guy He's is drawing something. It's probably leads to the ship. So the he kid, knows where it is. It's one of those things too. The kids, the kids just sitting there drawing a map, having fun, coloring his picture, putting an X on his map, and the the guard that's there watching him is like, "What you, what you doing there, pal? Drawing a map? Drawing a map?" Not to what? Can't tell ya. Huh. And then the guy is, like, too nervous to move, like the map is gonna somehow magically disappear if he leaves. He, like, doesn't turn his head or anything. He just, like, kind of, like, kind of screaming over his shoulder, Somebody get Trigger! Somebody get Trigger! Like, what? You can leave, bro! He ain't, the kid ain't going nowhere! What's gonna happen? It wouldn't have advanced the plot at all, but what I, I wished would have happened when he was drawing, like, what are you drawing? My daddy killing you. Yeah! <laughs> You know what? That would have been a better use of my goddamn time. Because he does that like six or seven times. He really does. They harp on that. They harp on that hard. The daddy kills people for fun versus killing people for... I'm not a killer because I don't enjoy it. You may be lying to my son because I'm going to enjoy this. Yep, yep, there's that <laughs> one. I think that like there's like this... They, I think what they want is like this undertone of uh, how closely similar predators are to like humans in, like, their 
like, we have soldiers, and a lot of those soldiers enjoy killing people. Like, they're not just doing it because it's a job. They're doing it because they like to. That's kind of what the Predators are doing. Like, they're doing it because they have to by their society, but it just so happens that they really enjoy it. But they don't make it clear. It's not a fun undertone to try to follow. And unless you're really deep in Predator lore, you're not making that connection. Exhibit A, right over here, the guy that just made that connection. Really deep into it. Exhibit B, Mio had no idea about that connection. See? It's... it's, it, it should have been a stripped-down movie. It should have been way more clean than it is. Just try to do too much. Yep. Try to do too much. And you kill your one of your main fucking characters 45 minutes into this movie. Which one? The Predator. Oh, yeah. That Berserker Predator had no reason to let them go. Could have fucking ran after them, knocked the bus over, killed all of them, movie over. Just lets them go. Eh, it's fine. Let them go. They'll take me to a ship that I'm sure I could find with my advanced Predator technology if I really wanted to. But no need to use that. Alright, so the Predator dogs. Predator dogs. They do nothing. Nope. At all. Not even Serve no purpose. We spend way too much time on the fact that I guess they're friendly to the kid and after, maybe Olivia Munn. After the one gets like shot in the head with like a, the same type of like air gun that you kill cattle with. Yeah. So he's got like a right, like a metal spike in his head that like I guess turned off his aggression. They lobotomized him, I guess. Yep. Like they just, they spend all this time on the predator dogs. They don't do anything in the story at all. There was no point to this. This was time of my life wasted. The predator dog's purpose was to set up a single line, which was cool, but they just lingered on these dogs too much after it. Like, he's a hunter, he brought his dogs with him. Like, that's a perfectly fine line to write, and that's a perfectly fine line that was delivered, and it makes sense. But they don't even need it. You don't? They're killing machines, and they wear machines that are designed for killing. Yeah. Yeah. The precedent there is that in the Adrian Brody Predator movie... Predators. Predators. They had dogs. And I think that it was a hit with the people. They're like, damn, that's fucking cool. And yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Why wouldn't, like... We just bring those back. Why wouldn't the hunter culture have, like, like, hunting dogs? Because that makes sense. Hunters have, like, bloodhounds and stuff. And that was the whole concept. But we just lingered too much on them. If those fucking dogs had gotten popped in the face and died, and we moved on, serves the exact same purpose. People would have been upset. Yeah, About the death of predator dogs. Yeah, These but fictional dogs. But at least that pit bull survives. Well, yeah. There's no way that pit bull was dying. Yes, go on. Huge problem with that pit bull scene, though. Go for it. So lay it on me. Mean angry dog comes through the fence, which is the pit bull. Comes up to Rory. Turns out it's a really nice, cute dog, lovey dog. And then predator dog one and two come in and like corner Rory, and we're like, oh no, what's going to happen here? Everybody comes in. They fight off the dogs. Everything's fine. They get in the bus, like the camper, and drive off, there's a scene of the pit bull, like, running full bore after them. I thought what they were going to do was they were going to slam on the brakes of the camper, open the door, the pit bull was going to jump in, they were going to keep going. They didn't do it. They <laughs> leave they the pit bull. What they did was nothing. What they did with it is nothing. They just have a shot of a pit bull running after a camper and never being seen again. That poor dog is probably still running after that camper as we speak. You guys are monsters. 
And not just for that, but especially for that. Especially for that. I'm trying to think if there's even anything else I want to bring up. As far as bad things, I think I'm done. I think I've harped on the bad stuff enough. There's only, like, one good thing in this movie. To <laughs> I, honestly, I, again, every time a predator's fighting, I'm really enjoying it. I thought, like, I don't I don't like the concept of why he's ripping through humans in Stargazer Lab, but the predator waking up and just, just beating the shit out of scientists, I'm cool with it. The final fight, I thought that was fucking cool looking. Outside of the fact that that predator had weird, like, vision, like, abilities without a mask on. He had, like, science, like, 3D imaging that, like, could, like, turn around trees and see where, like, everybody was hiding and stuff. Yeah. Sans a mask. I thought I that was... I think I forgot that part. But... Yeah, I, at least I don't remember seeing, a pre- like, the Berserker Predator ever put a mask on. It's like they implanted, they, like, built his eyes with the technology in them already. Crazy. Yeah. Which... Fine, I guess. Uh, but nonetheless, that final fight scene was good. Good action sequence. Even the one when the Berserker shows up at the, the crash-landed ship. Perfectly fine. Alright, I have a question for you. Yeah. In that last action sequence. Do you remember seeing Traeger die? Because the summary says that he he dies. That like he blows himself up with the Predator weapon by mistake or something. I don't remember seeing him die. I remember... Because I saw everyone else die. All the all the loonies, all the good people. Yeah. I don't um, remember seeing him die at all, but we're ne- we never hear from him again. I think I do, but I don't all at the same time. I remember him accidentally killing a couple of his own men with, like, the shoulder cannon. Okay. He didn't know how to use it, but it's possible that he ended up blowing himself up in that process, too. I don't really remember. I don't know. Yeah, me either. Honestly, the only part of that scene, as far as humans dying that I really cared about is when Thomas Jane and Keegan Michael Key are like up and down. That's my favorite scene in the movie. It's it's oddly beautiful. It is. They just both realize they're mortally wounded. They just look at each other like, well, fuck it, we're just gonna shoot each other, right? Because we're squad mates and friends. All right, and this is what this. we would do in the real situation in, in any other situation. Yeah. And then they do it. They actually both shake for a second and pull the trigger, and it, it is. It is a very beautiful scene. It's really the only... It's not definitely the high point of the movie for me. It's probably the only good thing in this movie, and it lasts so... It's so such brief. a short amount of time. So, so brief. Everything else is crap, but entertaining crap, I guess. Any action sequence is entertaining. Yeah. The problem is there's too much shoehorned, clunky plot to do it. So what's your favorite... That's my favorite part. What's your favorite part? Uh, I think that... I mean, it encompasses that, too. Pretty much any time after the, the crash-landed ship blows up and the Predator uses a translator that I didn't think we had to say... Oh, yeah, it has, has like, the speaking spell. Yeah. Um, Send McKenna. McKenna, great warrior. He will make my prize trophy. You get head start. And then he sends them off. So pretty much that action sequence there pretty much then on okay. I enjoy uh, I don't I don't hate the school either I don't hate when they're running around the school fighting the predator in the school and of course like I mentioned before I'll say it again mm-hmm. Stargazer worst part of this movie <laughs> the entire concept of Project Stargazer is Corey's least favorite part of the movie <laughs> correct that's funny mine is the really awkward Tourette scene in the hotel room I hate that scene 
It's cringeworthy and it lasts seemingly forever. Uh, lick my pussy? When he says eat your pussy or something. Oh, yeah, and yeah. He's like, I said sheesh, I said sheesh your pussy. I mean sheesh your, your pushy. Yeah, she's your pushy. They, they just keep insisting on it for like a good yeah. two minutes. And I'm like, this scene is going on way too long for a joke that wasn't funny in the first place. But there was a joke about three minutes before that that I thought was pretty funny. Which one's that? Because they, like, they, they, so they set up that soldiers make random bets, right? Right out the gate. Which is the... Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm in for 20. Um, then they make a couple bets on the bus. They make like a random bet on the bus. And then they get to the hotel room. Okay. And they make a whole bunch of bets. I told you. I, I told you she was going for the gun. gun. And people are like, I think I think even um, McKenna takes out a $5 bill and slaps it into his hands. Like, oh, yeah, you got me on that one. Uh, that, you know what? That part isn't isn't bad. No. No. The, the loonies, not on the bus. Post-bus loonies, when they're together, is actually... They're entertaining. They're entertaining. It's not good, but it's entertaining. Exactly. And again, if you... Take out the Mack truck that's ruining this movie in Stargazer, and just follow the loonies around, and have action sequences fighting predators sporadically through it. This movie is perfectly fine. This it's, def- it's definitely as better. Good. Yeah, it's as good as any of the other predators, generally speaking. Even the ones in the house, where like everybody starts to leave because it's like he's a good man, and then is it Thomas Jane and Thomas Jane is one of them, and I think it's the other one with the long hair. The black long hair that was flying the helicopter. Oh, Nettles? Nettles. The, uh, the other pilot. Yeah. They decide, they like, grab like the remote control and decide to sit down and not leave with them. And then Keegan Michael Key comes in, like, slaps him in the back of the head. He's like, come on, let's go. We're going. That was pretty good. I, did, I didn't like your speech. I didn't, I didn't really get anything out of it. <laughs> so, yeah, like, they're not bad. They really aren't. Um, they're relatively entertaining. They're, they're, they're entertaining. They're written poorly, but they're entertaining. Yeah. So did uh, our compatriot send anything in? He sure did. You want to read what he sent in and then we'll uh, stone the shit out of this movie? Yeah, why not? Sounds good. I'll read everything but his stone score. Cool. <clears throat> Sequel writes, Greetings, gents. Sorry I couldn't be there in person tonight. Work has been kicking my ass as of late. We miss you. We do miss you. I can honestly say I'm not the biggest fan of this franchise. The first movie is a classic, but every subsequent film has since has been subpar. That being said, I had a blast watching this. The acting is poor, and the story doesn't make much sense to me, but something about this movie works. Sometimes it's best to not view these types of films behind a critical lens and just enjoy the ride. Keegan-Michael Key and Thomas Jane steal the show for me. I found all of their interactions hilarious. My least favorite moment is everything involving Jacob Tremblay. Not Project Stargazer. Sorry, Corey. That's, un- that's unbelievable. <laughs> that character just didn't work for me. That being said, I can definitely see myself rewatching this on cable in the future. I can also see myself rewatching this on cable. I mean, I'm, I'd be lying to you if I told you that I'm not going to own this on Blu-ray when it comes out. I think that's the first thing I said to my girlfriend when we left the movie. I was just like, I didn't like this. Like, it's not a good movie, but like, I'm never watching The Meg again, because I immediately compare it to that. Yeah. I was like, I'm never watching the Meg again, but the Predator I would watch again. Yeah. I will always watch all of the Predators over and over again. And once this comes out on Blu-ray, I'll sit down and on a Saturday and watch all of them back to back to back to back to back. Every one of them. Even even the Alien vs. Predators, which are honestly probably worse than this. What are they, like six now? Yeah, Predator movie six. Wow. Predators one, That's two. a day. That's a whole day. 
One, two. So there's Predators 1 and 2. There's the two Alien vs. Predators. And there's Predators. And, and then, then there's, there's this. this. Yeah. That's okay. Nice. Good job, Joe. What we're going to do now is rate the Predator using a number of Infinity Stones from 1 to 6. As you might guess, 1 is the low end of that spectrum, and 6 is the high end. And if we give it 6 stones, we can give it an Infinity Gauntlet, which probably isn't going to happen for this, but you never know. Stranger things have happened, I guess. So for the Predator, I will kick it over to you, Corey. I harped pretty hard on how much, or how many problems there were with this movie, with the clunky plot and whatnot. But that being said, I don't think sequels wrong with something about it worked. Again, if you just turn... I, I know the next time I watch this, I'm going to turn my brain off and just be like, Ooh, look, Predator running across power lines. Cool. Ooh, look, Predator trying to communicate with his hands. Cool. Ooh, a predator can rip a guy's face off with his bare claws? Sweet. So if you go into it like that, it's a perfectly fine movie. Perfectly fine Predator movie. I think there's a difference there. I want to make sure that's clear. There is. I'm yeah. pretty sure there is. There's, there definitely <laughs> is. I have to make that, that clear. But that being said, even on the scale of Predator movies, this one is, is rough. It is a rough movie. I can't see myself going above three for this movie. And that sounds... Honestly, that sounds higher than the way I've talked about it all the whole time, but there's no point to bring up what we already know about how cool the Predator tech is and how sweet it is to watch a seven or eight foot tall, and in this case, 12 foot tall monster beat the shit out of humans left and right. Like, you've seen it. It's tried. It's true. It's awesome. Those things work. Yeah, in terms of movie quality, this movie's definitely a two-stoner. I could be swayed into giving it three stones just based on rewatchability just because for whatever reason there are two types of bad movies out there there's a bad bad movie and a good bad movie this kind of crosses the line into good bad movie where i would watch it again because i had a good enough i was entertained enough watching the movie or i wouldn't hate seeing it again it didn't drag what felt like an eternity to me yeah i when it was in the theater it was in and out basically so, I could give the movie three stones, I think, and still feel Even okay that? about it. It's just, it's not a good movie at all, but yeah, you just gotta shut off that expectation of things being explained and well done, and just enjoy it for, it is oddly enjoyable. It is, yeah. it's, it's a perfect... Like, I didn't expect to. Yeah, you if you want a big dumb action movie with a movie monster, Predator movies are always going to be that good. And every once in a while, they'll be a little better, right? Well, yeah, like the, like the first Predator movie, like the, the whole third act of that movie good. when it's just Arnold v. Predator solo. Yeah. Enthralling. Yeah, absolutely. There is no moment like that in this movie. Like no. That, mo- that third of that movie is way better than this movie will ever be. True. But it's still an entertaining enough watch, so yeah, three stones, it'll it'll sneak into three for me. It's definitely, I'd say it's it's definitely... At, at best, four out of six, the four, like the fourth best out of the six. I can't comment. So for yeah. me, it's two of two. I would imagine Alien vs Predator is worse than this. The two Alien vs Predators tend to be. I've worse heard than those ones. are terrible. Yeah, they're not great. And you get, you get a ton of Predator in them, and that's that's the upside. That seems like it'd be up your alley. Yeah. And sequel is the highest on a, on the movie out of us. Somehow, I did not see this coming, but he wants to give the movie four stones. I wonder if he, I wonder if this conversation would have swayed him swayed him lower. Maybe I don't know. I feel like this is in like his the Warriors camp, although mm. Warriors plot problems too. Yeah, but 
We can't talk about that right now. We don't have time. No, you can go back and listen to it. It's an episode. There's a whole bunch of people on it. I think there's six people on it. There's six episode. people on it. Six people on it. Five of us plus Mitch. Yep. And I'm pretty sure that most, mostly everybody did not have the correct opinion. <laughs> you can listen to my opinion. Uh, that's yeah. the right one. Is that the correct one? Yeah, that's far and away the right one. Thanks for clarifying. Yeah, of course. So thank you for tuning in for our episode on The Predator. We're going to be doing another movie next time. We're not sure what that movie is because we have one week to kill in between this and Venom. So we're going to figure it out and it'll be a surprise for all of us. So we will see you then for X movie. Get pumped. I'm so psyched. Sorry again about the week off, guys. I know how much you... Yeah, it happened. Life has been happening at an astounding rate lately. Hopefully it's going to die down soon now that, like, you know, Corey's married and... Sequel yeah. does, hopefully his work ramps down. That would be nice. Some asshole went and got married on a Sunday. Who the fuck thinks that that's a good idea? Some guy, he looked handsome though. Yeah, yeah. Probably learned how to tap dance for a first dance too, which is probably... He definitely did. Yeah. Veronica could see your feet and I could see your, your upper bodies. <laughs> so like between the two of us, we had the whole act caught. Yeah! <laughs> it's fine, she was looking, honestly, I'm not going to lie to you, she was looking at the better half. Like my body, I, I watch videos. My body, I'm like, ugh, this looks silly. How do people do this I professionally? See, I can only see like shoulders up. That okay, that's fine then. Actually, <laughs> like everyone, there was a there was a crowd. Yeah, which is understandably so. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Nope. So next time we're back with a new movie, or at least a new movie for the podcast. So thanks for listening, and until next time, it's my job on behalf of everyone, which means Corey, to let you know that every movie out there is someone's favorite movie. Somehow, the new Predator movie also is death for someone. Good night, everybody. Good night.